0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Spots of Time podcast with me, your host, Kim Scott. Thank you for joining in for just a little inspiration to empower hope and healing for yourself and for others. So let's get started. I love the seasons. Now living in California for Most of my life, I've heard often people say that the seasons in California were not really evident. I disagree. I think no matter where you live, there is evidence of the seasons. Recently, I gave a reflection on the seasons of life. And to prepare for that sharing, I revisited one of my favorite scriptures, which comes from the book of Ecclesiastes. It's a book that considers the purpose and value of human life. In chapter three, the writer begins his reflection on life by saying, For everything, There is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And so today, that's what I'm reflecting on. The seasons of the earth and the seasons of life. So welcome to my episode, which I'm calling Seasons. (laughs) Now, when asked what my favorite season is, I usually say autumn, but honestly, there is something I love about each one of the seasons. I love the spring with its new growth and beautiful flowers blooming, green returning to the earth. But I also love summer with its warm, thin, kind of slow down feel to life. The days are long, and the light seems to give us the energy that we need and desire. And then comes autumn, and the colors of the earth change, bringing kind of a a sense of comfort. And as the temperature begins to change and The days grow shorter and shorter. I feel like we're inspired to prepare ourselves for something new, something different. And then winter emerges with its cold and short days, long, dark nights, calling us to hibernate, to buckle down and Wait out this time. During this season, we have time, I think, to replenish our bodies, our minds, and our souls. I find that I do a lot of reading during winter. What's your favorite season? Now, as I mentioned... I'm not only reflecting on the seasons of the earth, but today's episode is really about the seasons of life. Now, going back to the the book of Ecclesiastes, as I said, the writer began his reflection with such a beautiful scripture for everything There is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Then the writer goes through the key experiences of life that bring true happiness if we allow God to show us the appropriate timing for each, such as A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to uproot. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to be silent, and a time to speak. Now, you can find the scripture in its entirety in our show notes. There are many more seasons the writer speaks about. But in summary, I think the lesson or the teaching the writer is trying to get across to us is that happiness doesn't come from worldly things. The fancy car, the big house, the promotion at work, the huge bank account. I think the real lesson is that true happiness comes from knowing and valuing what we have that is rooted in God, like friendships, joy. Inner peace, compassion, healing. From birth to death, life and all that it includes is a gift from God. I believe every year brings forth a new season of life, and each season. Teaches us something about life. And dare I say, it teaches us a great deal about who we are and the way we navigate through the many seasons of life. What season are you in? Well, in my journey around the sun, some 64 times. I've experienced many seasons of life, and I think some significant lessons. And so as I reflected on some of the seasons of my life, I picked a couple that were truly transformative, seasons that taught me a little bit about myself. And my resilience in working through and moving through the different seasons. And it's interesting, as I reflect on the various seasons of my life, I realize that they're all connected, right? I mean, of course they are, they each make up God's gift. Of helping me become who I was created to be. Every season is kind of like a puzzle piece to the whole of my life. Well, the first season I want to share happened in 1972. It changed the course of my life. My family moved from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to Buena Park, California. And for me, this was a season of awareness. For the first time in my 12 years of life, I came to the realization that being Black is something of shame that being different from the majority really meant that the majority were better than me. I became aware that I was perceived as less than. Now, that's a major season of one's life, especially at 12 years old. I remember my father telling me in very direct and harsh words just a few years later, I was 15, he said that I had to be better if I wanted people to see me as equal. I had to be better if I wanted to be perceived as equal. Well, from that moment on, Kim was born into becoming a perfectionist and an overachiever. And that has lasted throughout my life to this very day. The next season was in 1979. I moved from my parents' home to San Diego to go to school. That was a season of exploring what it was like to be free. And for the first time in my life, I got to make decisions for myself. Unfortunately, though, I didn't make good decisions. I was running from the hell of my parents' home. And I think when we're running, it doesn't provide a sane place for making good decisions. And so I ended up creating my own hell. And in hell, there is no love, no life, no laughter, only torment and a sense of captivity created by myself. The next season was 1985. I had moved back home a few years earlier and was working my way out of the hell I had created. But on the day of my 26th birthday, I had a profound conversion moment when God himself wished me a happy birthday. Let me tell you the story. I was out running errands around town and I drove past the church my family used to go to. It was usually on Easter or Christmas Eve. Yes, we were those people. I hadn't been to church since 1977 when I graduated from the Catholic high school I attended. Well, the rest of the day, I had an overwhelming, nagging feeling of going to church. I couldn't shake it. I was supposed to go out with some friends of mine to celebrate my birthday. So I made some calls, and I found out that the service was at 5 p.m. that Saturday evening. So I pushed back my outing with my friends. And I went to church. And as I sat there, there was a weird dichotomy of feeling regret that I went (laughs) and I was in the church, but also a sense of peace and comfort that I hadn't felt ever. And when the priest walked in, His first words were, happy birthday. Immediately, I grew flushed, thinking, how could he know? (laughs) But then he went on to explain, it was the birthday of the church, Pentecost. I sobbed. I knew it was God, and he was calling me to a new season of life, a season of faith. Scripture describes faith as the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. This was the greatest need of my life at that time. A season of faith. Well, this brings me to 1994, the year I married my husband, Gary. I never thought I would be married. I was not raised with any good role models for marriage. But that season of faith led me to believe that God especially selected Gary as the one for me to celebrate life with. (laughs) What a gift. Well, this was a season of love. It was a time of finding myself and defining myself as I learned to love not only Gary, but to love myself. It was a time of Creating the kind of marriage relationship I had dreamed about, the kind of relationship I had written about in my fictional short stories. This brings me to 2003. In October, I was advised by my doctor at the time to take a leave of absence for some much needed rest. I had been burning the candle at both ends, leaving me exhausted and battling health issues. Now I had enjoyed a 20-year human resources career and had risen to the executive level working for a prestigious entertainment company. Well, I took that leave of absence and I never returned. And during that time, I rested, I took care of myself. It was a time of healing and a season of rest and self-reflection. I went on several retreats and was beginning to feel restored and renewed. This was a pivotal time in my journey Because it prepared my heart, my mind, my body, and my soul for an upcoming season of grace. 2004. In April, I had a vivid dream that we had a daughter. In the dream, she looked like us, but I knew. She had been adopted. Now, back in 2003, Gary and I went to see a fertility specialist and we learned that we would never have children. We were devastated. Well, I handled the devastation by throwing myself into my work. That kind of became my child of sorts. Well, the dream in 2004 prompted a conversation with Gary, but he wasn't ready to consider adoption. I mean, we both were leery. We had only heard about the horror stories, adoption's gone wrong. Well, in June, he and I celebrated our 10th anniversary in 2004 that year. And after much reflection and conversation that weekend, we agreed to do some research about adoption. And so on Monday, June 7th, I spent the entire day researching adoption. Now that day is significant because it was on that same day, June 7th that a young woman in Tyler, Texas, went to the doctor, confirmed her pregnancy, and in that moment decided she would put her child up for adoption. In early November of that same year, we would meet this woman on the phone. And then in December, we would meet her face to face as she had preliminarily selected us as the couple who might be the parents to her unborn child. Well, this was a season of grace and expectation. Now, I had devoted this time, this journey to possibly becoming a mom, to Mary, the mother of God. Every day, I prayed the rosary. Mary's prayer, the Hail Mary, says, She is full of grace. I believe her grace was poured over and into me during this time. She became my spiritual mother, and she covered me with her prayers and her comfort, and most definitely, her grace. In 2005 and 2006. Well, in February of 05, our daughter Kiara was born. And then in May 2006, I began a new career in ministry. And with both of these events, it was a season to be born and to build. Kiara's birth, her birth moment (laughs) and our life together since then has been life-changing, life-giving. The three of us together, Gary, myself, Kiara, we have built a family and a life of love that inspires me every day to be my best self. Now, I strive to be my best self. Of course, there are days when I fail, (laughs) but I get up and try again. Now, as a ministry leader, this was life-changing, life-giving, because I discovered the whys of my life. I had asked God so many times, why this? Why that? Well, in doing God's work, I learned the reasons for my life's journey, my life's experiences. And as I was born into this new role, and as I built relationships and heard people's stories, I experienced blessings, and as the scriptures say, grace upon grace. I experienced healing as the insight and wisdom of my life grew clear. God chose me to use the pain and the wounds of my family's dysfunction, of racism, of burnout, of infertility to help others in their challenges and burdens. Well, that brings me to 2014. In January, my father died suddenly. Now, I had had a tumultuous relationship with him my entire life. When I learned he was in the hospital, I decided to go and visit him. We hadn't spoken in over a year. And when Gary asked me why I wanted to see him, my response was, I wanted to see Jesus in him. As a ministry leader, I knew deep within my soul that everyone has the Holy Spirit within them. And as such, we are all connected as the body of Christ. (laughs) Now, admittedly, (laughs) sometimes you have to look deep within a person to see Jesus. But he's always there. Well, my father died, on the morning I was to visit him. So I saw him in the morgue. He looked as though he were sleeping peacefully with a a slight smile. I remember blessing him and saying a prayer over him. I saw Jesus in him. Well, circumstances surrounding the planning of his funeral at the church I had worked for since 2006 amplified this season of loss and grief. I realized in those moments that I wasn't valued as much as I thought I was. It was a shocking surprise. And I grieved the loss of not only my father, but the relationships I thought I had with people. And in that moment of loss and grief, it just became clear that people didn't care as deeply as I did. This was a season of loss and grief and tremendous sadness that was difficult to heal from. Well, that brings me to good old 2020. (laughs) That was a season for all of us. I'm sure you remember it well. A season to shelter in place. I had not heard that Phrasing before, but it was a season of stillness for me, a season to reevaluate my priorities. Well, that brings me to 2021 and 2023. Coming out of that disconnection from the world, for me, I needed reconnection. And I felt like God was calling me forward to help others in that reconnection. Because everything we knew, everything we took for granted, had been taken from us. And it was a struggle for many to re-enter life as we knew it, Before the pandemic, people called it a new normal. Well, during that time, from 21 to 23, I gave retreats, I gave talks and presentations, I shared reflections, I gave my all to feed and nourish souls. We had been spiritually deprived. And so I was trying to help sow seeds of faith. This was a time of intense giving of myself for others. Listening, advising, teaching, sharing, giving others a place to heal. A reason to come back to church. Well, this brings me to my current season of life. I haven't really decided what to label this season of my life. There's such a mix of emotions. I moved from a state that I've lived most of my life to a state I've never lived in. I left a position I loved but in all honesty, one that had exhausted me. I left people I love and deeply care about. You know, I remember the day, the very day, I walked away from what I knew would be the last time I would be in a leadership role or a giving role for the community I had served for nine years. And when I walked away, tears just came streaming down my face unexpectedly. I felt such a sense of closure, emptiness, but at the same time, a sense of accomplishment. I felt like God was saying, you have done well. And a friend of mine gave me a beautiful sentiment when I shared all of these feelings with her. She said, this is your season. You have sown seeds for so many and for many years. This time is like God's kiss and His invitation to rejoice in His presence. I get filled up with emotion every time I say those words, think about those words. And so perhaps this season is just that. God's kiss. A season to rejoice in God's presence. What season of life are you in? I hope my sharing has inspired you to think about the seasons you have experienced and to embrace the season of life you are currently walking. And so perhaps today you can take a few spots of time to consider the seasons you have traveled through and the season of life you are in today. What have you learned? How have the seasons changed and transformed you? How have you grown? You know, in the end, if we allow it, the seasons of life will have molded us into the person we were created to become. The seasons of life lead us to a deeper understanding of ourselves and of others. They lead us into greater wisdom, insight, and if done well, to healing and transformation. And as I look back on the seasons of my life, I recognize how God was working in my life to bring me to each next season and ultimately to this very moment this new season of my life's journey, a season of grace, wisdom, insight, a season to embrace and celebrate and share the gifts and fruits of the past seasons. Every darkness, every light, every sadness, every joy, Every despair, every hope, every wound, every healing, a season of deep reflection, a season of still becoming and growing into the person I was created to be. For everything. There is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Amen. This is the Spots of Time podcast, which is produced and hosted by me, Kim Scott. I invite you to go to our website, spotsoftime.net, and leave a comment about today's episode. What resonated? Did you hear anything that inspired you? And if we have inspired you today, you can support our work and help us continue producing this podcast by hitting the donate button on our website. You can listen to Spots of Time for free on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and invite your friends. Also follow us on Instagram at Spots of Time Podcast. Production support, website development, and social media management by Alexis Jones. Our music entitled Spots of Time was written by Michael Upward. Until next time empower hope and healing.